0: We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Many times when your Christian faith interferes with the desires and ambitions of others, they will label you a fanatic or a what? They'll label you a fanatic or what? A cult member. So when your Christian faith interferes with what folks want to do, they're going to think you've gone too far. That's what they like to say. Oh, well, I'm not going that far. But oh, what if the Bible goes that far? You going to go that far based on what the Bible says? So you got to just trust God and live. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. We didn't come down here to live in a commune and all live together. We had a brother come down here and say that. I had a dream that we was all in this building. And we were all living together, and we were living off the land and everything. I said, brother, do you dream about somebody else's ministry? You got the address wrong. You meant, about you meant about 60 miles south, Waco. That's what you was dreaming about. We're not doing that. We're not living off the land. We're not doing that. We're not building an underground bunker so we can all hide when the, when the uh, uh, bomb go off. I told you what I'm going to do. Lawn chair. I already have one. Give me a lawn chair and I'm going outside. I'm taking the bomb. Full strength. I'm taking it. I'm taking all of it. I'm inhaling all of it. I ain't, Hey, man, I ain't living like the book of Eli. I ain't eating rats and killing for water. I do, nobody. I'm going out with the first wave. Yeah, I mean, y'all do what you want to do. When the siren go you got 15 minutes to decide. Amen. But we're not doing that. We don't have a room here with tuna and spam in it and military ration. We don't have a room for that. We, we, we're, we're not doing that. We are living in the world. We're not of the world, but we're in the world. Somebody say we're in the world. So we're living in the world. So we're going to live in the world. Amen. And you can't demonize everything, or you can't live in the world. First John three and thirteen. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world what hates you. So don't 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 get all out of sorts because the world hates you. The world is supposed to hate you. They're gonna hate you because the way you live makes them look bad. That's why they're trying to make. Degenerates like Nipsey, Hussle, and those guys trying to make him Christ. Because if he's Christ, the standard is gone. <laughs> if Nipsey's Christ, that's what Jermaine Dupree was saying. If Nipsey's Christ, then I'm good. I have to make no improvements. But because our world is so misinformed concerning the Bible and God's religion, They like to deem biblical principles as what? Hateful or what? Intolerant. Y'all hear that all the time. We teach hate. Christians just teach hate. Christians teach hate. Why do you say they teach hate? Because what we teach or what we believe goes against what you want to do? Well, I got some news for you. It goes against what I want to do sometimes. Anybody in here, the Bible goes against what you want to do sometimes? Welcome to the world of discipline. But the problem is folks didn't grow up with discipline. Amen. Their parents was too busy on the grind trying to get something. ignored the kid. They didn't grow up with discipline. So they don't understand discipline. If you don't understand discipline, then you can't be a Christian. The very borders and boundaries around that surround us and our daily living come from the word of God. And we can't see borders and boundaries, natural ones from our parents or our fathers, or society. Then how are we going to see spiritual ones? Can I preach in here? John 15 and 19, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore, what happened? The world what? The world hated you. So the world hates you because it hated Christ. And it's because you're doing things that the world don't want to stop doing. I mean, you've stopped doing things that the world don't want to stop doing. That upsets them. They don't want you to come around showing that type of discipline because then they feel like I have to be disciplined too. So you're making me look bad. So I got to tear down what you believe and make up some beliefs. Amen. And that's the problem with this, this new generation coming up. Man, you can just tweet that Nipsey is the Christ and folks will chime in. Yes, he is. The Bible tells you who Christ is. Oh, but the Bible isn't all true. Who said that? YouTube. Y'all, I'm so sick of YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Folks are just basing their life, making decisions based on YouTube. Amen. You know, you can't save money on everything just because you have YouTube. You get a deep cut in your thigh. You went to YouTube to see how to sew it up. (laughs) Hang on. It's loading. It's loading. Bleed not your you better call the ambulance and get somewhere and get the help leg never healed right you use old yarn that's all I had. (laughs) but folks are doing that now They, they base their whole life's philosophy off what they see folks doing on YouTube folks believe that stuff all of it is true and all of it is real But the world is going to hate you because you preach or you live according to God's standard and people don't want to do that. The sin that man desires will always cause him to shun the truth of God's word and settle for a lukewarm reduction of the word. So what man wants to do is always going to make him look for someone that's preaching a whacked out sermon about Nipsey. They want to go hear the saying about Nipsey because that tells them they can keep listening to his music. I looked up his music and all he talked about was killing, banging and slanging, calling women hoes and bees and everything. I mean, that's all he talked about. Baby mamas. Yeah, but if somebody's preaching that Nipsey was a, a conscious good guy trying to help society, Oh, and then I'll keep his CD in the changer. You still have a changer? 2 <laughs> Timothy 4 and 3. For the time will come when they will not what? The time's going to come when folks can't even sit through sound doctrine. You know what sound doctrine is? Stuff that makes sense. It don't make sense for Nipsey to be Christ when Christ was already Christ. In <laughs> about seven days done passed and Nipsey's still in the ground. You, you, we on what, day eight? They're not going to tolerate sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they're gonna heap up on themselves teachers having what? They're gonna find people to preach what they want to hear. They're really gonna find people to preach what they wanna do. But after their own lust, they're gonna go find these teachers and they're gonna, man, they're gonna believe everything they say. And even if you try to have a discussion with them about it, like, Brother, I mean, how does the pastor actually highlight a guy that's going against everything that the Bible says? So if immorality is the issue in our society, and that's why our society has been dumbed down and uh, degraded because of immorality. People having too many kids out of their life, nobody here to raise the kids, kids grow up feeling some kind of way, so they become threats to society or menaces to society. If we know that's the issue, then why would we glorify somebody that's talking about immorality and telling folks to go do that and live like that? I mean, would that be contradicting the Bible if the Bible is teaching us to live morally so we can prevent immoral ills? Oh, man, that's just too deep, man. man. I'm just going to bang this in my trunk. I I mean, I don't get into all that. I don't get into all that. But, But he's glorifying sin, and he's glorifying the sin that's destroying our nation and our world. So a preacher of the gospel can't lift him up. If he's working for the enemy, go to your job and tell your boss, you know what? The company I was with before, they were better than this company. They, man, you should have seen the way they did things over there. They were great. Yeah, but that's our competition, man. So, you know, you don't really need to be talking about like, it don't matter. They're They're a great company. I mean, just awesome doing things way better than us you are going to be like, I think, I think it's time that you go be with them. The Bible says it like this. You cannot serve what? Two masters. You can't work for two competing companies. They call that a conflict of what? Serving two masters is a conflict of interest. But the Bible didn't say you wouldn't try to do it. The Bible said you can't do it. You're going to love one and hate the other. That's automatic. You serve any other God other than Christ. You listening to gospel one day and the next day you listening to sinful music. Oh, can I preach in here? Then you're serving two masters. But it's just music. Oh, Lord. You haven't seen any other videos, have you? Christian, we don't listen to that. It's a conflict. of. You didn't choose that music. It chose you. So it has a purpose that is trying to live out through you. So just like you, hey, quickening on the gospel, you quickening on that music too, except it's happening in a different way. Folks, that ask me that all the time, brother, I mean, so you don't listen to none of that? No! Why would I? Would that make sense? Would it make sense if Kanye found out I was listening to his stuff? Would it even make sense? No, why? Because that's a conflict of interest. Well, it we got quiet on that. Somebody still got their Bobby Blue Bland record in the, <laughs> on that arm thing, <laughs> on the record player. Why the record stand up there like that and didn't drop? I mean, y'all remember that? See, young folks like, a record? What's a record? Isn't that down there in the county, the courts? <laughs> After their own lust, they gonna heap up on themselves teachers having itching ears, preaching what they want to hear, okay? So that's going to make the rest of us look like a cult because we're preaching against what the megachurch is preaching. All right. Y'all know I'm going to tell the truth in here whether you like it or not. I'm going to tell the truth in here whether it hurts your feelings or not. Yet there are times when we can become so militant, oh Lord, in our beliefs that we use our doctrine as weapons against those we do not prefer. So now you're using the gospel to get back at people. Hurt people. Separate yourself. You don't have to separate yourself. Let the word separate you. But you're using it to take shots at folks. And then wonder why you can't get along with the family. And there's always, man, there's always turmoil in my house. There's always, when they come down for Thanksgiving, that's because you always put on a Truth Behind Hip Hop video whenever they come over. You already know how they feel about it. Why are you playing that video? Y'all can't play checkers? Y'all don't have trouble with the pop bubble? Y'all can't break out the Scrabble board or the dominoes? Well, maybe not the dominoes. Somebody might get shot. You watch the video and then try to play dominoes. Somebody might. But come on, man, that's family. Can't you just love on Family. Some of your family won't talk to you right now because you use the word as a weapon to discipline them. And they run from you. They won't know parts of what you're doing. That's not God's way. All you got to do is live it. If you live it, they'll see it. You finger pointing and you know, trying to use it as leverage because you was the, 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 the family uh, hood rat now you're trying to come up with the gospel and prove that oh I've changed I'm a different person I'm not that old person no more You don't have to prove it by what you're saying just just just, just act right Stay out of the scoochie land Just don't go back no more and they'll know something happened Friday night come and you still in the houses by eight o'clock They'll be like hey you still here But you don't have to beat them down with it to prove something That means there's something internally wrong with you amen and then i'm the one they come for oh that pastor boy i remember one time they called the radio station on me that guy that's on the radio on your station he's running a cult over there because they got my daughter she's over there getting brainwashed and hoodwinked and bamboozled no no that's your parents you can't love them without talking about abc you got this wearing the shirt over there, the earrings, the cufflinks. I mean, we didn't even make those. <laughs> we just went to the bazaar and had them made. <laughs> but the Bible tells us we can't use our doctrine as weapons against those that we do not prefer. Hebrews says, look in diligently let any man, I read this all the time, fail of the grace of God. Lest any what? root of bitterness that bitter root that root in you that makes you bitter makes you want to show out in front of family makes you want to be proud in front of family makes you want to be prideful to show family that you have something so when you decided to move here when you decided to join this church it wasn't just that you know I just feel like this is the best move for me and my family you got to go into detail to try to blast them yeah see this church teaches better than you taught us look at your life mama look at you look at you yeah, but folks do that because they, they email me and tell me. They call me. I've had parents call me. Pastor, I listen, I respect what you're doing. But man, I mean, my, my, my son, my daughter, they're using you. they tell it, they saying that you're the one telling them this, that. And I'm like, how could they do that? I teach reconciliation. If they still have a bad, rep, a bad relationship with you after being here, then they're possessed by the devil. Because that's what every sermon is about. Our own issues and hurt can cause us to alienate ourselves and develop internal hatred toward those that what? The key to this is internal hatred. See, internal hatred can be there and you don't even know it's there. Internal hatred can be there. You don't know it's there. You just know something is wrong with that relationship. Why my mama, why can't I talk to my mama? Every time I talk to her, something crazy happens. She just messed up. She did. she that. No, nah, it's probably some internal hatred. And you setting her off. I would bet on that. The Bible says love covers a multitude of what? So you ought to be able to lay love on it enough times to where that thing starts healing and getting better. If it don't ever get better, I'd start using, I'd start looking in the mirror. If that relationship with your children don't get any better. They don't want to listen to you. They want to talk to you. I pretty much know whose fault that is. Ain't nobody that rebellious. I think that there might be some internal hatred involved. Can I keep preaching in here? First, John 4 and 20. If a man say, I love God and hated this brother, sister, father, mother, daughter, son, whatever, you can use them all right there. Hated this brother. He is a what? A liar. So you can't love God and hate them. You're liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen. How can he love God whom he hath not seen? What this is saying is you can't love the one that you can actually go and get it right with. How are you gonna go get it right with a spiritual being? But the truth of the word teaches us to love our enemies and to perpetually forgive them. Keep forgiving them, right? Seventy times seven, keep forgiving our enemies. But because we are harboring issues of our own, we do what? Shun them. Now, I know folks always say, well, I forgive them, but I don't want to have nothing to do with them, whatever. Okay, and that, that makes sense. Sometimes there are people you have to separate from. You can't go around them. But the real test is if you run into them or bump into them or see them again, how do you feel? You go to, oh, 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 Lord, man. I don't want them to. I think there's something still there. You can't be harboring issues or you're going to begin that. That's going to grow in you. As Christians and believers, we can't harbor issues because those issues will begin to change our behavior. Amen? Luke 6 and 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, but don't just love them. You got to what? Do good to them which hate you. This is deep. Do good to them. That means no matter how bad they did you, you do good to them. You pay back bad with good. Christians don't get even. We don't have to get even. We know at the end of the day when it shakes down, I'm responsible for what I do, not what they do. And we don't let God get them either. Oh, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. (laughs) You might as well have just took the vengeance. (laughs) Can't be using God to hurt people. Oh, I'm about to get on. Oh, folks that mess with me drop dead. So you better get on. (laughs) But I say unto you, (laughs) which fear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Amen? All right. Fellowship is important in the growth of a a believer. It's not an option, but it's mandatory that we surround ourselves with those that can get on us when we need to be got on and help us grow. Amen? So you hang around folks that's going to challenge you. That's fellowship. It's mandatory. It's not an option. Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. This is a commandment. He's not saying this is a suggestion. It's best if you do it. No, if you're going to be a good believer, then you got to be around believers. You got a fellowship. Amen. Churches are about a whole lot more than just singing songs and coming together. On on a Sunday to hear a message. We need folks to plant. Water. Sow into our lives. We need to sow into others. We need examples of what it is we're trying to do. We just got married. I need to be around a marriage that has lasted the test of time. I need to see that. A couple that stayed together. Especially with my ratchet family. Ain't nobody married. Nobody stayed together. Amen. I grew up watching folks fight all the time. So I need to be around some folks that's doing it the right way so I can see that and model that. Amen, because that's what the devil's going to do. The devil's going to convince you that you already know. That's that arrogant demon that is getting in this millennial generation. Just because you have Google, you think you know something. Oh, I can't even tell you all of the prophecies and the forethought and all the junk that these little young preachers be sending me. It's like, brother, my marriage is older than you. Don't send me nothing else. <laughs> Jesus didn't, did, didn't come on the scene until he was 30. He started his ministry at 30. Brother, you in your 20s, hush. Didn't nobody want to hear me when I was in my 20s? I didn't want to hear me in my 20s. I didn't need to hear me. I didn't know what I was talking about. I had to learn. I had to be under some men that was hardcore about me doing that. And I learned with respect and honor. Oh, I'm preaching in here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna learn either way. Either men are gonna teach you or life is gonna teach you. When life teaches you, ooh, it hurts. That's a painful lesson. Can I preach in here? Amen. And it's a wise decision to keep like minded believers what? Close and those that oppose our beliefs at a what? loving distance. So, I mean, you don't want to be around people that oppose your belief all the time because then that'll start changing your belief. If you're not influencing them, they're influencing you. So, it's good. It's wise to keep like-minded believers close. Those that oppose our beliefs, at a loving distance. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Be not deceived; evil communications do what? That's Bible. That's Bible. Bible. You still with folks that cuss all the time? I know you cuss. This does not mean, listen, that we dishonor our parents, mistreat our siblings, or think too highly of our newfound grace. We must model the word with our behavior in order to do what? Proves it's validity. One thing God don't do is pride. So once you start thinking you're better than other people, God's going to show you that you're not. Y'all better hear me. He will break you down and bust you down and make you start from scratch. He specializes in start-overs and do-overs. Yeah. So the minute you think you know, you prideful, you won't listen, you think you got it, he's going to show you that you don't. He's going to humble you. And turn you into snot. Yes he is. He's going to break you down low. The word says he will. He says if a person. Exalts themselves. Him I will obey. But if you humble yourself. In due season. He will exalt you. Isn't that Bible? Did I just quote Bible? So you walk around thinking you something. Because you got some information. And treating your family like you're better than them. Treating the folks around you like you think you something. Oh, God sees that. He's, yeah, he's got a lesson for you. I'd be trying to hear these messages and, and handle it that way. It's a lot easier. Because when God sick life on you, it's going to catch you and bite you. Amen. You know when we're in a fellowship, a new fellowship, or whatever, a lot of people like to jock for positions. You know this don't happen too much with the men you know men we don't really we haven't really had a man uprising in here thinking he was the pastor or something and 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 convincing others that they should listen to him or whatever that hadn't happened. This ain't happened with the men, but the women, it happens all the time because my wife decides to be a little. Reserved in her communication with women, meaning she's not going to let you talk about your husband to her. I, I, I just want to preach in here. She's just not going to let you dog your husband out to her. She's going to flip it and say, OK, let's talk about you. That's what she does. I hear on the phone and she's always saying thing. no matter who it is, I have to ask. I say, who was that? Who was that? Because it's like everybody. She's just she's the same. So what women that want to talk about their husbands or overthrow their husbands or be jazzy, what they do is they go find another woman in here. Oh, I'm preaching. They go find another woman in here that will assume the position of my wife. Well, have you talked to the fr- Well, I talked to Sabeta, but, you know, she told me to pray and whatever. and said, Girl, let me tell you what you need to do. Because she's not up here commanding y'all to do stuff, up here bossing the men around. And, you know, she sticks to her job of helping the younger women. That's what the Bible said. The Bible says that the older women should teach the younger women. It did not say the older women should teach the men. That's not in the Bible. So we don't do that here. So my wife don't teach men at ABC. If there's men in the audience, she's not getting up and teaching that's disrespectful to the heads of the households. No, oh, somebody. But it was getting a little crowded in here. We do, do we have the overflow today? Uh, we need to end the overflow. The, the overflow need to go. <laughs> we need to go. So some people, just, somebody set up camp in here, and didn't really know what was going on. So this might be your Sunday to reevaluate your membership. That, that, that's what happens. So they they set up, you know, they 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 think they can bypass her and go to another woman, and that woman assumes a position or whatever and begins to influence her. Then when it all falls apart and crumbles, because oh, no, no. most of the time you can look at the person that's talking to you and their life that ought to tell you. Just, like they say, they ought to speak volume sometimes. So once it falls all apart, then they come and they they see Sister Well, why did you do that? Well, I talked to so-and-so. They told me that they talked. Why did you talk to her? I told you to pray. Now more than one person knows your business. And the one you talked to got loose lips. (laughs) This does not mean that we dishonor our parents. We must model the word with our behavior in order to prove its validity. Titus 1 and 9. holding fast the faithful words that he hath been taught. That he may be able by sound doctrine both to what? Exhort and to do what? convince the gainsayers the folks that's calling us a cult you ought to be able in i'm talking about in your family your parents but you ought to be able to convince them that they're wrong about this church and you ought to be able to do that by your behavior you can show them enough love to where they like what happened to you many of y'all in here your mama was on her way down here to rescue you And now when they come, the first person they want to come hug is me. But before they hated me because they thought I was an enemy. But by your love and the way you treated them, they saw growth in you. And any parent in their right mind wants to see their child do better than them. So when they see that growth in you. Then they're happy. That's when I get the happy email, the happy messages. Then they come down. Pastor, oh, I'm so glad. You know I wish my child was with me, but I wouldn't want them to be anywhere else other than ABC. But when the parents sending me cuss messages, cussing me out, you old (laughs) bald-headed. What did I do? You told them to this, and I didn't tell them that. They're liars. You can have them back. Summary, God's remnant is comprised of those that were once lost, but are now found. How can we that once uh, we that were once lost, turn our noses up to those that are currently lost? You came to the knowledge of the truth, so you can't be stuck up with family. And the only difference in y'all is you came to some knowledge that they haven't come to yet. You used to be just like that. We must grow in wisdom and understanding as it pertains to those that oppose us and shun our beliefs. There are many that can change because of our behavior towards them. We show them love and forgiveness. And they can see the gospel doing what? Working in us and what? Through us. Surely there are those that are assigned by Satan to destroy us. Those are usually the ones you pick to be in your life. But we cannot forget that there are others that are just like we were and can be saved by our actions toward them. The remnant is not a badge of honor that we wear to segregate ourselves from others. God does the separating. We do natural things to show his love towards them. We honor our parents, love our siblings, and try to reach as many as we can with God's message of love and truth. We may offend many. And be called a cult in this day. But the more love we show, the the more proof we have that we are truly called out and set apart for these end times. Amen? Scripture tells us, 1 Peter 3 and 8. The thing I like about Peter is Peter is all about the brethren after his encounter with Jesus Christ. But before that, he was all about himself. Peter had a true conversion. 1 Peter 3 and 8 says, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be what? Courteous. Listen to this. Oh, y'all listen to 3 and 9. Never rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. What is railing for railing? Accusations. So just because somebody's telling your business, you don't go tell there. Amen. I had guys that, that confided in me, told me stuff that were close to me, told me stuff. And then them guys, as soon as they didn't like something, got mad or whatever, they left my life. And the stuff I know, guess who I tell? No one. Because I don't render railing for railing. I'm not going to pay them back by turning myself into a chump. See, I'm not a chump. And I'm not chump-like. So you get mad at me and I'm not going to go tell your business. Everybody in this church that was here that left upset and angry. I know their business, but I'm not going to tell it because I'm not going to render railing for railing. You're not going to turn me into a chump because you want. I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of ethics. I keep my word. If you told me in confidence, it stays in confidence. No matter how mad you get at me, no matter what you do to me oh I wish I could preach in here you need to be look at somebody say you need to be the same way yeah you don't get mad and go down especially if you married you don't get mad at your spouse and go down their past and start throwing old stuff that they did back at them that, that one got somebody I heard a toe get stepped on on that And no it's not a battle of what I can remember bringing up stuff that is hurtful how would you want to hurt somebody that you love that bad don't you know you're hurting yourself if you're one me and my wife have protected disagreements don't we bet we we have protected disagree we protect each one's interest even when we disagree we ain't going in the past she don't make me feel bad about mine I don't make her feel bad about her we ain't even talking about it if it's gone <laughs> I think I needed to say that Hey Amen. You fighting all in the childhood. Just fighting. <laughs> you was a slut in your neighborhood and I came and got you. <laughs> that makes you both look bad. Shut up. <laughs> but don't render, <laughs> don't render evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called. That you should inherit a blessing. For he that would love life and see good days. Okay, if you want to love life and see good days, here you go. Let him refrain his tongue from what? Evil. and his lips that they speak what? No God. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. Everyone stand to your feet. Man, that was a good message. Oh, some toes got stepped on though. The, the, number, the, the number of members got reduced, <laughs> but it's truth. We need to make sure we understand a few things. We are a part of a fellowship, and there are a lot of young, impressionable people in here that don't have the advice of a mother or a father. Some of them don't even have a mother or father that they know or in their life or that they're close to enough to even tell them things. So you don't, go, you don't take control of their minds and tell them what they should and shouldn't do. If me and my wife aren't doing it, then you don't do it. Any man that's ever came and met with me, he knows my disposition. My disposition is you a grown man. I'm going to treat you like a grown man. So you tell me what you're going to do. And if you want my advice, ask for it. And I might tell you depending on what it is. You're not going to come tell me your sexual history and what's going on in secret that don't nobody know about. I don't want to know that. I'm not going to let you tell me that because I'm not going to let you give me that kind of power over you. The Bible tells me not to. So we're not talking about that. That's between you and your wife. Y'all need to work that out. Can I preach? And I don't need no visuals. I don't need to be thinking about what y'all doing. We're not talking about that. So me and my wife don't talk about that. So what makes you think you can talk to some of the younger ladies or your friends or whatever in here about that stuff? you out of line. Don't do that. If we're not doing it, don't do it. If you don't hear it in the sermons, if something's missing and they come to you, man, you know, the, the sermons just don't cover this right here. Then They need to move on to another church where it's getting covered. That don't mean you take that as an opportunity to influence them. I know I'm preaching in here. You got to be careful. These are lives and the blood is going to be on your hands if you mishandle that situation. There's a reason why we do it the way we do it. Amen. And watch who you're influencing and who you have influence over. And what You, you got to watch all of that stuff in, a, in an impressionable fellowship. You got to be careful. I'm very careful. And I know I am. Very careful. Because I don't want to be accountable for hurting someone. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you, God, for this Fellowship. We thank you, Lord, because even though we're a young fellowship, God, you are increasing our knowledge and you're helping us to grow. But God, we can't grow if we still have roots of bitterness and different things in us that ca- puts us in compromising positions or causes us to have uncontrollable fits of rage and anger and just altering our behavior. Lord, We can't grow if these things are inhibiting us. So I pray right now, Lord, that you will begin to cause everyone, all of us, to just search deep within our hearts and start dealing and breaking down this fallow ground and these issues, different things that are holding us back from true growth in you. Lord God, And I pray, Lord, that you will heal relationships with parents and these struggles with our parents and siblings and different ones, God, that's causing people to uh, try to replace them with other family and pull too hard on the members for information and things when they really need advice from their mother or father or really need advice from uh, those that you placed in their lives before they got here, but they ran from it because of bitterness and anger and different things that were born in them. God, I pray right now that you will begin to heal the membership and heal each and every person, every marriage, every individual. God, whatever it is that's deep down and buried deep, Father, I pray that you would address it in us so that we won't make you look bad, won't make the ministry look bad. We won't use you as a weapon. We won't use you to get back at people. But, God, we will keep the right disposition when it comes to you, and we will just model you and exemplify you. So it will be more than just talk, but it will be a lifestyle. I thank you, Lord, because you're going to start doing that in here, Lord, as we surrender our hearts to you. And I pray for each and every one. It may be difficult, more difficult for some, but God, help heal, deliver, and set free in ABC. In Jesus' name.